Live from Las Vegas, broadcasting around the world, you're listening to Up is Higher Than Down with L.A. Walker. L.A. Walker. Raw and unfiltered conversations on how to give life's challenges the finger. Truth is your passport to emotional freedom. Give an eviction notice to negativity. Dump yesterday's garbage. Learn how to be positive, energized, healthy, and alive during these insanely unpredictable times. Look up, get up, stay up. Then help somebody else to get up. Remember, any part of up is higher than down. Now, broadcasting hope to the world. L.A. Walker. Well, we have survived the first leg of the holiday season. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. If you did or didn't, the day is gone and we're moving along now. (laughs) We're moving along now to the next holiday. I know that the holiday is tough for a lot of people. It was a little tough for me. This is the first year that I spent uh, Thanksgiving without my spouse. I mean, 30 years of Thanksgivings together. So it was a little tough. Um... It was really tough. It wasn't a little tough, but I started agonizing about that two weeks prior to the date. So by the time that Thanksgiving Day came, I was like, okay, I can do this. And then I had great friends and great support um, that just took my mind away with a lot of good food and a lot of laughter and a a few drinks. (laughs) Well, a lot of drinks. We had a very small gathering of friends um, yesterday. None of us were related uh, biologically, but we were all of like mind. There were five of us. We were socially distanced. We were properly masked. We ate, we drank, we laughed a lot. We laughed a lot. We laughed a lot. And we played games. And then uh, our buddy Russ made leftovers, even though our complex fed us all, prepared a great Thanksgiving dinner. He knew that we loved leftovers because that's part of the deal. And so he made all of this scrumptious meal, and everyone had leftovers to take home, which was really gracious of him. And the food was good, so that was good too. So that leads me to say that while we did all of that to protect ourselves from this COVID-19, we did everything that we could do to do our part to protect ourselves and others from COVID-19 spread. Over 7 million people got on airplanes They were armed with information that said, don't do it. But they did it anyway. And it's amazing to me how many people have little regard for the rest of us. It's alarming and it's frightening. And we need to be concerned like never before about healing whatever is broken between us that makes us feel that No matter what, even if I cause someone else to die, that I must do what I want to do without regard for others. Wow. Those 7 million flyers, in addition to those who drove and took trains and buses, are going to come back. Hopefully, they come back COVID-free. Because if they don't come back COVID-free, guess what? Somebody is going to be the recipient, someone who did not travel, someone who did everything that they could do to protect themselves and their families from the spread of this insane virus, this unpredictable virus, this I got it, I don't know what the symptoms really are virus. Somebody's going to get it. A lot of people are going to get it. 
So that brings me to this. While we're always talking about look up, get up, stay up, you know, feeling up. You cannot feel up and stay up if you are ill-treated. You know the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Well, we've twisted that to say treat people the way you want to be treated, not as we can see with people traveling under COVID-19 travel restrictions, refusing to wear a mask, not being concerned with social distancing. Uh -uh, Uh-uh, uh-uh, that's not the same, is it? Don't you dare treat me the way you want to be treated because I have seen how some people treat themselves. Oh, hell no. I don't want you to treat me like that. Do not, do not treat me the way you want to be treated. Treat me the way I want to be treated. My spouse and I stayed together for 30 years, and most of those 30 years were very happy years. We had our ups and downs and our spats and our dilemmas like everybody else, but most of our years were really, really happy. And one of the reasons that we were really, really happy, well, actually, there were two reasons we were really, really happy. The first, I tell everybody to do this, keep people out your business. That's number one. Keep your mama-in-law, your daddy-in-law, your kids, your co-workers, and your friends out of your business. The other is this. We had a rule, and it was a rule that we enjoyed employing. Give me what I want, the way I want it, when I want it, and as often as I want it. Case closed. You can't beat that. No reason to fool around when you have that relationship. Absolutely not. Because I know where I can go and get my needs met. I know that the first thought after saying that is about sex. And yeah, yeah, sex is very much a part of a relationship. And we had good sex. Sex was wonderful, actually. It was the best. But there are other parts and components of a relationship that need to be satisfied. Here's an example. My sweetheart uh, designed clothing and made robes and and outfits for weddings and all sorts of things. And so that meant that I accompanied her to the fabric store. Well, I had never really been to a fabric store. Well, kind of, sort of. I went in and out for someone getting needles and threads because I don't do any of that. But when you're with someone who really sews, and especially if they sew professionally, when you go to the fabric store, uh, that's a two-hour to three-hour experience because they have to check, smell, touch, feel, measure all of the fabrics, see what's on sale, match up threads, go and look at patterns, see what they like, find their inspiration and their creativity. So therefore, if you are not a fabric store person, This could be very irritating, but because we made this pledge to each other, I found myself getting interested in fabrics. I'd go around, I'd touch stuff, and then they got a little kinky. I got a little fetish on touching the lace. It was like, hmm, I like that. I didn't know I liked lace. But anyway, anyway, it's just about doing the things that you can do to be happy and to show someone how much you really appreciate their presence. So the question I'm asking of you today, how are you allowing yourself to be treated? How are you treating you? You cannot successfully look up, get up and stay up 
when you're treating yourself in such a down way, like you're insignificant, like it's not important, like you don't matter. You matter. We have been trained to ask every person, every person that we meet throughout the day, how are you? (laughs) How are you feeling? How's your day? And we're really good at that, but we're not so good at awakening and asking ourselves, hmm, wonder how I'm feeling today. I don't know, maybe I, you know, some dreams that I had last night are carrying over. Maybe a conversation that I had with someone that was unpleasant and I was too busy to address it is is wallowing around in my psyche. If you don't know how you are, how can you improve upon your condition? You cannot. You cannot do it. You must ask yourself, how am I doing? Because if not, you're going to be that person in the grocery store in the line The cashier says, you can pay with cash or credit card, and you automatically become offended. Well, she thinks I can't pay with cash, and you have this attitude, and the clerk's looking at you like, oh, my God, why did I come to work today? We have to to monitor our own conditions in order to be able to look up, get up, and stay up. We spend so much time on others and so little time on ourselves. And we have been made to feel guilty about thinking about yourself. Is that the craziest shit ever? Part of self-love and self-care is knowing when you've had enough. It's like, you know what? (laughs) I have had enough for the day. It's time for me to take a break. It's time for me to relax, step away from all of this insanity, and chill. Statistics say that we are stepping away from our problems, and we're stepping in front of our televisions, and we are streaming every conceivable program that we can watch. We are breaking the ceiling. We are breaking the record for streaming. (laughs) We are utilizing our money well, all that money we've been spending that, you know, we watch TV sometime. No, people are plastered right in front of their TVs now to get away from that stress, which is a part of our self-care. Although we also found out that a lot of us are suffering from end-of-series depression syndrome because, you know, when the series is over, it's over. And there we are trying to find something else. So I talked with Maxie of uh, the Mary Jane Girls, and I don't know if you remember the Mary Jane Girls or not. Ironically, if you're young, you've heard a lot of their music. Some of you are getting it in on the club floor on some of the sampled songs from the Mary Jane Girls produced by Rick James all night long, right? In my house? Absolutely. Well, I have Maxie here, who is one of the original Mary Jane Girls. In talking with Maxie found out something. She's no different than us. She's struggling with the stress too. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after this. Hi guys, uh, this is Tin. Listen, I don't know if you have uh, been able to make your way over to lawalker.life on Facebook, but if you haven't, do yourself a favor. Run over there and just read 
the snippets of her new book. She's writing a new book and it is titled Seeing Beyond the Mess. I love it. Um, a lot of the things that she wrote spoke to me personally um, from, from things that she dealt with in her childhood to church, church business, church people, um, being a lesbian, growing up in the church and worrying about what people say, worrying about what people are going to think and so many things, even her topic of speaking on her her partner that's, that was battling dementia. My mother, the love of my life, the love of my heart is deep in a battle of dementia. And so it's just like, just so many things that she spoke on reached me, grabbed me and pulled me in. And if you're not first in line to get your book, <laughs> when this book drops, if you're not first in line, you better be second in line. Because, yeah, it's wonderful. It, it, it is absolutely wonderful. It is. You're listening to Up is Higher Than Down with L.A. Walker. I am absolutely too excited to have Maxie from the Mary Jane Girls actually on this podcast. How are you? Come down, girl. Come down. <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm doing great. You know, um, I just have to say this. I cannot believe how long your songs have been on the charts. It's unbelievable. Rick James, the producer of our music, he had such a uh, futuristic, um, how do I say, uh, quality about him. Like, he just made timeless music. I mean, they still play his hits all the time. I mean, the Mary Jangles have been sampled by... You know, especially the All Night Long song has been has been sampled by so many artists from Big Daddy Kane to LL Cool J to uh, Mary J. Blige, Jennifer Lopez, Lauren Hill. I mean, wow. the list is endless. How many people have sampled uh, the track from All Night Long? It's incredible. Yeah, but Rick Rick was very timeless in his production. Yeah, he's just you know when you're making great music, it can just be timeless. And I just I thank God that we made it through the hip hop era. You know, they sampled us and, and reinvented us doing the hip-hop and putting us on, um, what is it, Grand Theft Auto has, keep, you know, has kept us with the younger demographics and we're still touring. Sherry and I still tour with our version of the group and, you know, we see young artists out there all the time and they're always like, oh, my mom listens to your music, oh my God, <laughs> my mother named me after you or, you know, just the cutest little stories, but it's just so good to see that the music was timeless and that we're still, you know, somewhat relevant out there. We still do the old school tours. And you are timeless. You are timeless. Yeah. You, you keep oh, yourself in God. such great shape. How do you do it? Oh, me? Well, you know, I, I live a very strict lifestyle. You know, I do believe if you don't use it, you will lose it. And um, I've always been active. All my life I've been active. I'm not one to sit down much. Um, I'm a go, go, go person. I go into I exhaust in the end of the day. But no, I, my regime is um, I do a dance workout uh, 30 minutes each day, and I try to walk two to five miles, whether it's to the market in the morning, the fresh farmer's market, or, you know, just park your car and walk a little bit more. You know, I just try to get it in where I can get it in. I, I do my BBGs also. I call my boobies my butt and my gut, <laughs> which are like my sit-ups, a few weights for, you know, upper and lower and a few squats. But other than that, um, you know, I just try to stay active and eat, and eat right. There's one other thing that helps us live longer 
and happier lives, and that's being able to manage our stress. And God knows this has been one of the most stressful times I've ever seen. How about you? Tell me about it, girl. Tell me about it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it, it has been stressful for everybody. <laughs> Just getting through the elections and hoping your candidate wins and, you know, getting through the virus has been challenging with so many people dying and loved ones and uh, people taking an L and a loss this year. Um, you know, it has just been a devastating year. Absolutely. And many of us um, find that managing our stress, we find ourselves watching a lot more television than we probably ever did before. And through yeah. be benefit of cable and streaming, we, we have the access to everything. And and we yes. have, I found personally, because I was never a big television watcher, that since we've been going through um, this administration and especially this COVID segment, that I've watched more television than I ever have in my entire life. It's, it's been like watching a soap opera. It's like, you know, as the world turns, or General Hospital, this was as the White House, White House turns. And that is why all of us are watching and streaming television shows and reality shows and movies and winding up with end of series depression syndrome watching and binge watching shows and being very disappointed when they end because we're trying to turn away from all that we need a break from all the negativity right. and you yeah. can you, you know what there are only so many ways you can do it you can only walk so many miles a day sure, i think i've done more walking than i've ever done because i'm like i gotta get away from the What's your favorite show? What is the show or shows that you watch that help you get away from the stress because they just take your mind and take you into a period of joy? I love Sex in the City. I could watch reruns over and over, lines and uh -huh. lines, Sex in the City. Because it takes me back to my girlfriend hanging out there, Studio 54 in New York, being in New York, which was a great place to be where I haven't been in years, but it was a great experience for me. So I kind of get lost in, like, you know, walking the streets of, of New York and missing the eateries and uh, girl bonding and the clothes and, you know, the, like I said, the Studio 54 vibe and just, you know, it just lets me escape the place that I was happy at when I was in New York. And then, um, you know, Friends, I like Friends, you know, like some of the really solid reruns that, that were good. I, sometimes I like to go back to happy places where, you know, reminds me of, of the 80s, which was like our heyday time when the Mary Jane Girls was popular and all of that. So I missed a lot of those shows being on tour in the 80s. So maybe that's why I watched them because we did like two 86 city tours uh, between, um, I think, 83 and, and 85. So during those years, I didn't get to watch much TV because we, you know, we were on one bus going to the next city. We did a caravan of 13 bands. You know, we, I mean, we're, the Gap Band bus, and we had, you know, George Clinton and the Parliament Funkadelic, and then Rick James with oh, the City Band, and Mary Jane Girls, Atlantic Star, Midnight Star, uh, Roger and Zap. I mean, there was like, is it a Midnight Star, and then you had Patty LaBelle with LaBelle. Oh. New Edition, New Edition, when they first started out, came on the tour. That's, so it's like 13 buses following each other from city to city. Wow. You're eating, you stop at a greasy truck stop and eat, or we have sound check at the next venue and mingle with the people for a little bit. You do your job, you get right back on the bus and you sleep in your little coffin on wheels and you just go to the next city. So I think I go backwards now and I watch a lot of the 80s shows that I missed during that period. 
and I'm just intrigued by them. I love my reality shows, of course. I love my Housewives of Potomac. I love, you know, Atlanta. You know, most of the Housewives shows I do like. Um, a lot of reality shows because it like, you, you know, you're bored in your own four walls sitting here like, hey, I don't have to go outside with my mask on right now, but I can actually walk walk out through my TV door, walk into your home and get some <laughs> drama and say, hey, girl, what's going on? <laughs> Todd Chrisley, he is something else, and his mother is something else. <laughs> they are something else. The way he parents, the way he just, he just comes off raw with his, you know, with his antics and his speech, and then the grandmother, she's just like, she just likes to drink and does her little thing, and it's just watching their whole family, you know, go through what they go through <laughs> with Todd Chrisley is just so comical to me. He just makes me laugh. So I'm looking for laughter. Last night, I actually watched um, Kevin Hart's concert, uh, and that brought some laughter to me. So I would say definitely comedy, you know, or Dave Chappelle's, and, you know, uh, sometimes I go back and look at the old Richard Pryors and the George Carlin's and, you know, uh, the Eddie Murphy's. And so comedy is definitely one way to escape. You know, I'm intrigued by their branding processes and it inspires me for, you know, products that I want to put out and hope that I can get on board to be something of that nature as well. Well, let me stop for one minute. I want to tell everybody, if you want to go on an emotional and spiritual journey without spending much money, you have to get Maxie's pecan cookies. <laughs> I'm telling you, better than sex. That's my original cookie. That's my original cookie. Oh my gosh. I have never tasted, I have never, ever, 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 ever tasted a cookie that good in my life. And I didn't even think I was going to like them because she said, they're pecan cookies. And I'm thinking, oh, they're pecan cookies. What kind of mess is that? And I took one bite. And she brought me a container. <laughs> and I kept saying, oh, I'm just going to eat this one cookie. Um, yeah. I get that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, I literally had to go from selling boxes of the dozen down to six packs because uh, people like, girl, I'm getting fat. They're too good. I can't stop eating them. <laughs> Jamie Foxx and Lee Nail, actually, I cook for a lot of celebrities in L.A., like most of the top African-Americans, the Lenny Kravitz of the Jacksons that eat my food, um, from Malcolm Jamal Warner to, uh, I mean, George Clinton, Sean Easton Flex, I mean, numerous celebrities and sensations in, in L.A., Sinbad, Johnny Gill, um, I mean, et cetera, et cetera. And um, uh, Lunell and Jamie Foxx, I would thank, you know, a lot of the clients with the, the pecan cookie, which is my original. And now we do it with milk chocolate and vanilla sea salt caramel. Um, we have the dip, hand dip um, gourmet cookies here now. No. And um, I get that a lot. They call them practices. And they actually, Lunell was the one that kind of pushed me into like, girl, you need to turn this into a business. And You, you know, do. And so you do. Once my, ch once my child started growing up, because I was a single mom doing it for a while, now he's thrown. And then Corona hit. So this is I was looking for a commercial property. Here comes COVID. So we'll be back on track, you know, looking for a commercial space uh, probably in the summer. Let people hit me up at the Powder Pop Cookie Shop. Okay. Powder Pop Cookie Shop on Instagram. Powder oh. Pop Cookie Shop. Hit me on Instagram or it's Super Maxi B. All right. P E R M A X I B on Instagram. Love you much. Talk to you soon. Love you too, honey. 
Listen to Up is Higher Than Down with L.A. Walker to follow up, make comments, discuss today's podcast, or find out how you can become a guest and share your victory over a negative life event. Follow L.A. Walker, Up is Higher Than Down, on Facebook. Look up, get up, stay up. Remember, any part of Up is Higher Than Down.